let's talk about what's happening with you and your pops because this didn't seem this didn't seem like something that you were like no. aiming for this was yeah. not on the horizon even a month yeah. ago when i met you no, for freaking lunch and i'm a schemer too you know like i love that quote in the dark night where uh with a joker he goes you know like I'm, I'm like a dog i wouldn't know what to do if i caught a car you know they're <laughs> schemers and i think the true beauty of that line is like he is a schemer like the whole movie are his machinations at work and yeah. and and kind of believing this kind of chaos theory that like Everything happens for him at chance, but it's not. He's brilliant. Anyway, <laughs> I guess that's what I strive for. I strive to be as morally ambiguous as the Joker. No, um, I think <laughs> I think good. what I'm trying to say is it was a bit of chaos that actually the whole thing, like, you know, like you cannot manufacture virality. It is not something that you can plan for. Um, it's something you can try for. But anyway, so but I think it's it's an opportunity you can seize on. And that's kind of the story. So maybe I can take you back to the start and just kind of explain what happened. Yeah, go for gold. Yeah. So, okay. So uh, we should talk about my dad first. Okay. My dad's always been a very dramatic person. If you want to see what the heck we're talking about with this whole thing, look in the show notes because we'll link my dad's YouTube channel um, and just kind of him as a character. He's really interesting. So he's this 59 year old gamer guy. He's very. Uh, but he also looks like your friendly weather, uh, neighborhood meteorologist. You know, like, <laughs> is that right? Isn't that kind of the vibe? It's the truth. It, it, it just sounds like, oh, yeah, it's the meteorologist guy. Like, I've seen him on oh, TV yeah. somewhere. Yeah, he's yeah. the vibe. You know, it's just kind of a good-looking middle-aged man. Like, he's, yep. He's good. He's a good guy. Um, so, gosh, it was no joke. It was when we were in Colorado that he got his first script sent to him. So he was on... He's been on a platform for the last four years called Fiverr, where it's basically people do anything starting at $5. And he started out doing voiceovers. And uh, after he lost his like corporate job, so that's kind of cool. Like I told him, hey, you should do Fiverr. Um, you could just make money while you're looking for more jobs four years ago. He did them. He actually started being pretty successful, making like two, three grand a month with it. And then he realized if I do videos, I can make even more money on Fiverr. And so he started doing teleprompter spokesperson things. So he like has this whole green screen studio in his garage now where anyone will send him a script and it's basically like 50 bucks is kind of the starting price. And, you know, like 50 bucks for a video isn't a lot, but like sometimes he'll crank through like 20 a day, you know, like a thousand dollars a day. You know, he's he's made between like five to 10 grand some months just doing all these little videos on Fiverr. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Pretty pretty unique little niche and so fiverr's been his livelihood for the last four years and he's made yeah. money and it's it's been cool it's been cool so i've always kind of like helped him in whatever ways i could you know helped him kind of get his setup the lights and the video and he's just a cool guy okay so fast forward to a month ago when we were in colorado hanging out with sean my dad recorded a video that would change his life forever <laughs> insert the ron howard Right. <laughs> but it wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. You're probably wondering how I got here. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, he records this kind of innocuous script where he basically is impersonating a video game, Fortnite. It's, and, and the script is basically, you know, attention gamers, John Wick needs your help. In order to help him and achieve the epic victory royale, 
just go upstairs, grab your mom's credit card and put on the 16 digits and three numbers on the back. And he will get that epic victory Royale, you know, and he kind of reads it dramatically. And we didn't think anything of it. And, and so he released, you know, he sends it to the guy and it, the guy who, uh, who sent him the script has a channel with a, a million subscribers. His name's Grande. And, uh, he releases the video and I, I don't know. I don't know if the meme was like a meme before he was a meme and it just blew up with his face on it. Or if that was like some original script, I got to chase that down because I want to make kind of a little documentary about this. Um, so anyway, he puts it online and he becomes this overnight success where, where people are like, love that concept that he's impersonating video game companies saying, just give us your mom's credit card and you'll win the game. You know? <laughs> like Yeah. And, and, and it just kind of like comes across as like an official video game ad in, in a cringy way. And he like screwed up a bit on the script. And there was just a couple little funny isms. And like soon they started asking him to like dab at the end of it. And <laughs> and the idea of this like old guy doing this stuff, I don't know. It's just there's like a perfect storm of elements that came together. And right. like, you know, if if one thing didn't happen, then none of this would have happened. And so initially it was him setting the script. It was his persona. And then he released it. And it kind of got famous. And then other game, other people started to send him these Fiverr orders of, you know, like, hey, read my script for Halo, read my script for Destiny or all these other video games. And to where I went on Reddit one day and I went to the front page a couple of weeks ago, like six different gaming subreddits had him at the top, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like attention this game and attention this game. And, and he just became this like meme. He was the attention gamers guy. Well, and this is the guy that had like a broken foot the entire time or the, the like the time I met him. So he's like hobbling around on these crutches. Right, right. <laughs> like yeah, just, like you're talking. like, oh, man, this is yeah, <laughs> this is so sad. It was. Yeah, it was weird. Like you. I'm sure you did not expect this to happen from when you met him. He's just. Oh, of, dude. No. Yeah. Yeah. So. So anyway. Yeah. Like it was it was just crazy. So for the last few weeks, he became a meme and then shit hit the fan, so to say, with with things when Fortnite reaches out to Fiverr and says, Hey, this is, this is becoming a problem. Like this is a bad image on our, you know, on our game. You need to like tell this guy to like, sh like you need to shut this, this guy's down, this guy's videos down because apparently it's like a breach of terms of service. If you know, it's kind of a credit card scam, but you know, it's like such a tongue in cheek satire, satirical piece that like, you know, it's like, OK, clearly he's not scamming people, but, you know, like whatever, I guess Fiverr's legal team didn't feel it doesn't have a sense of humor. And so they banned him. And that was two and a half weeks ago. So I checked Twitter one morning and I saw like voiceover Pete's been banned. So I was like, oh, my gosh. So I like I like run over to his house and I, I see him recording in the studio and I was like, I need to document this like I this this is like a really potentially good opportunity to like kind of spin this in his favor. But if we, if we don't like, like what's at stake here is, is his whole livelihood. Right. You know, it's like, he's, he's a middle-aged guy, guy. Like he's not just going to jump back into the corporate world after being out for five years. Like he was in the telecom industry that kind of crashed anyway. So like he has no other opportunities it's it's been like the grace of God that that we were able to pivot. And so the pivot was justice for voiceover Pete, right? You know, like what the heck? You know, right. Pete 
did all these awesome things for gamers and and yet Fiverr banned him. What's the deal with that? So I like, I don't know. I just kind of knew that going over, like there is, this doesn't have to be the worst thing ever. This can actually be like a, oh, I don't know, like a golden opportunity or blessing in disguise or whatever you want to call it. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I'll, I'll link the video. It's really cool. So I hit record, I go into a studio and I kind of interrupt him doing one of his attention gamers thing. So the video starts out very like cinema verite where it's like, hey, you know, like, you know, I know he's talking to the camera, kind of vlog style. And I was like, hey, dad, uh, I, th- I think you just got banned from Fiverr. And he's like, you're kidding me. And then we go over to the computer and I like I show him on the screen and then he hits refresh on the page. And it, you know, sorry, this account appears to be invalid. And he's got like fifteen hundred bucks sitting in his in his Fiverr account. That's just gone. Yeah. And so, you know, I include that in the video and then I kind of just get, so he makes a few calls, tries to call Fiverr. He gets like nothing, calls his other Fiverr buddies and he's just kind of laughing at it. Like what the heck? Like he was like a community manager. And so anyway, fast forward, I released the video at the end of the day and I was just like, well, on his YouTube channel, I was like, you never know where this could go. So I release it. We wake up the next morning to the video having like 300,000 views. And justice for voiceover Pete being like one of the top trending trends on Twitter. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was just, he started to blow up. So, so PewDiePie, who's like the number one YouTuber, he's got 70 million subscribers, which is insane. Um, Mm -hmm. Features him and kind of does the whole lowdown on that video. He like basically reacts to the video and talks about, he's like, he's like, Cause, cause my dad had made a, a thing, like someone had hired him to make one for PewDiePie. So PewDiePie is like, Pete has helped PewDiePie, you know, PewDiePie is going to help Pete. So why don't you guys go over to his channel and, and subscribe if you like his content. And we had made like two videos kind of in the following days. So we, we started making funny things, trying to run with the meme, doing our own variations of it. And people were like, Hey, this guy isn't just like a one hit wonder. He's not just a meme. He's actually really funny. You know, we like, made pete like thanos from the avengers and he snaps his finger and like half the memes disappear and logan paul and all these other toxic youtubers you know disappear because pete's it's 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 this whole like 10 to 15 year old youtube culture thing that we tapped into and within 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 a week we hit five hundred thousand subscribers we post we were posting videos every day and they were averaging between like five hundred thousand views to a million views like in a freaking day in a day they would yeah they would just those those numbers and it was it was crazy i mean like i don't know and it was it was a lot of work like i knew that that the pivot was like the most crucial thing like i knew that those two weeks were like the most crucial time because memes come and die in weekly trends it's like the it's right. like the weather they just come and go but for him like he needs this as another livelihood so we, we had him streaming video games at night, shooting videos in the day, and I would be making the YouTube videos for him. And, and, and honestly, like it's worked out. We made it, we, we transitioned because like, he's still going strong. He still gets, you know, like a couple hundred bucks every time he plays Twitch and he's got 50,000 followers there. He's got, you know, a hundred thousand followers on Twitter and 650,000 followers now on YouTube. Like it's, I feel like it's finally sustainable and we don't, we can like take a, a 
our foot off the gas a little bit because I was I was yeah. like burning out last week. Like, okay, you talk about a filmmaker who's made one to two videos a month going yeah. and making a funny video every day at high production value. That's really hard. Yeah. It was it was like 12, 14 hour days some days. <sighs> yeah, I'm still a little like PTSD from it. And now, you know, like I realize people know that he's here to stay. He they know he's he's actually funny. He's larger than the meme and and cool. Like he just got a sponsorship deal yesterday that, you know, they're sending him like two brand new streaming PCs and a monthly stipend. And, you know, he'll yes. kind of start giving me some of that. And they want him to come out on like game shows and crazy, you know, like I really believe he's going to be one of the, the faces of the gaming industry over the next year or two. And that's awesome because he's such like a fresh perspective for YouTubers, which are used yeah. to like toxic millennials just like rapping on each other all the time. But Pete is this like really nice, friendly old, you know, he's kind of like almost like Mr. Rogers and uh, people. Justin Bieber. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, like Bob Ross, people always compare him to like kind of like a mix between Mr. Rogers and Bob Ross, where he's just, he just does funny, wholesome content. He's a friendly neighborhood guy and kids love it. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just cool. He's got a great own niche that we've really crafted. And the hard part it for him is like he doesn't quite understand it all. Like I had to I had to beg him to to, to sing Despacito. <laughs> this is like two yeah, days right. ago. And I was like, Dad, you I know I know you don't know why, but I I like need you to sing Despacito because kids love that stupid stuff. And it's a me, you know, it's and he's like, All right. He's like, at this point, he's just kind of like, I trust you. Let's run with it. And and sure enough, that video got like 500,000 views in the first day. And, you know, right. I don't know. It's just it's it's so weird. Tell me where you're at with this, because three weeks ago, man, like. You and I were talking, you were just like, dude, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do. Like, everything is kind of crazy. It's hard. Like, it's hard to make money. Like, I'm just trying to you were trying to get involved with some guys who do real estate investing and um stuff like that where it's just like oh my gosh man i'm just i feel like i'm at the end of my rope i feel like i'm just kind of you know everything sucks right now and today like we're talking about like you're managing your dad's youtube channel blowing the hell up and he's he's getting the cash you're you're getting to scratch this like creative itch and just kind of like you know exercise some creative muscles that you you weren't necessarily doing you know before like how has this transition been and what is kind of the next the step the outlook that's coming from this yeah i I think i think it's you know it's just kind of been that that fun opportunity that like i'm just gonna kind of run with in a sustainable way and just see where it takes me because I love YouTube. I really do. Like, that's the reason I interviewed this other YouTuber. I watch it every day. Like, I, I love to play video games. You know, like, it is a big part of me, too. And it's not necessarily, like, as artistic as some of my other endeavors and proclivities, so to say. But, like, it's still really fun. And, I and again, I think it's just a, a smart, like, leveraging point to just be in YouTube because it's just going to – it's going to be, like – it's going to be the future of, of filmmaking yeah. in many ways. Yeah. So, so I just don't feel like it's a waste, you know, I don't want to waste this opportunity and, and it is very hard and, you know, he's kind of paying me a bit, but I, I do hope that one day basically he, he can have his own kind of staff team. And I am just like, initially I'll just kind of be his content creative manager of the channel and I kind of give final approval and eventually, yeah, it's just kind of more, I'm just kind of 
like giving consulting advice of like, all right, you know, like I, I'm, I guess I'm just trying to carve out processes for him. Like yeah. on Tuesday, Thursdays, you, you know, you stream and then we'll upload those into funny video game videos. You know, Mondays you do meme content. Fridays we do a creative content. Like he kind of just needs like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like scheduled easy thing that's kind of a little easier to replicate just because I, I'm not going to put myself in the pocket of editing 10 hours a day, you know, like three days a week or whatever, like I was. Yeah, um, for sure. But again, like I would just be kind of dumb. Like, like it's, it's a huge blessing for him to have somebody like me to partner with him on the channel. You know, like I think the channel is honestly a mutual success. Like one, it's a success of just circumstance of, you know, him being selected by the, by the, <laughs> The, the powers that be, so to say, of becoming a meme. But beyond that, you know, like it's really been the one two punch of my dad being a really funny person. And then just like to the sustainability of his career has been more on me understanding video game culture, YouTube and kind of leveraging him as a new fresh face a new fresh voice. Um, and, you know, I don't know, I don't, I'm not trying to be like cocky or whatever like that, but I, I'm just trying to be like aware that like he he really does kind of need me uh yeah, for the near for future sure. to like set up this kind of channel and, I, and i'm okay with that and i really like that because I, I love my dad and i would and i really would do it for free and I'm, I'm trying to figure out yeah how do you make it sustainable like how do how do how does he make enough money to where he can have maybe a full-time editor and then really i'm just the, the strategy and the creative stuff because because you could i mean with with 600,000 subscribers you can you can make a living you know we haven't been monetized yet with youtube so that's kind of like the big thing that sucked in the midst right. of all this is we haven't been able to run ads on anything it takes like weeks to get authorized for monetization yep. so that's, yep, that's yep. whatever it's it's actually not that big of a deal because who can complain about you know i don't know it's just not a big deal to complain about yet right. but it it you know i don't know in the future we need I, I we do need to figure out a way to make it just kind of sustainable to where I'm I'm only spending like a day a week on this because um, at the end of the day I'm gonna get burnt out if if all I'm doing is this but I, but I love it you know but at the same time it's life giving if I'm doing it one day a week and um, yeah <laughs> I don't know man I'm still trying to figure it out I guess well and I mean it happens so fast it's just yes. like a flashbang thing and you're getting to work with your dad and you're getting to do like you're getting to use all the stuff that you've learned over the years to really help somebody that's in need so I think it's right. touching all the you know it has all the touch points that you're looking for yes um, yes and, and and so I was talking to Patrick Mason about this and he was like dude you know that like the most a lot of successful comedy directors started on YouTube he's like right. when you can prove that you know how to write for a particular audience, you know how to deliver on it, and you can deliver that consistently across, you know, tens of hundreds of videos, like, because that's YouTube, you know, making multiple right. videos a week, like, that is some serious, like, that's something to point to for agencies. And I never thought right. of myself as like a comedy director. Like, I, I like comedy a lot. Um, but to me, like, I like comedy within the context of like, other genres. I don't like it as a genre in and of itself like to me when like a sci-fi movie or an action movie is has is just proliferated with jokes like thor ragnarok is like my favorite movie of all time because it just doesn't take itself too seriously like you know and that's yeah. kind of like my personality too i'm very intense but i don't take myself too seriously 
And yeah. so I think that's kind of like the the comedic niche where we're 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 working out with my dad because he's a similar like he's very intense but like he's kind of goofy and blundering at the same time <laughs> and a little self aware like you know that's me too and so yeah I I think I think we can actually I don't know it, it would be interesting to a year fast forward a year from now because he's going to start to get larger partnerships with bigger brands right. yeah and directing videos for them is something i am excited about one because it'll yeah yeah it'll pay well but like so basically the old spice shtick is i think a re like the ladies back to your men back to your me that's that's kind of a good like in in the dollar shave club are kind of the two baselines for what i strive to for sure yeah for like i don't know his character really meshes well with those kind of scripts. And I, and I think yep. I, I, I write that kind of stupid content well. And I feel like, I don't know, like that would be a, a fun, a fun like new direction for commercial directing is doing stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing is, man, like you already proved you can do it. A, with all the stuff that you've put out with him, but B, with the, uh, the map mm-hmm, mm-hmm. commercial that you did, what, like four years ago? Is that how long Six it years was? Ago on, yeah, Six like years ago. Yeah. Like Nikon d200 you know like dude old, old icon, yeah it was funny man yeah. and like your dad's delivery is dry enough right. and like you said a little bit like blumbering and self-aware that it's like oh dude this is like i could watch this all the time because this dude's hilarious yes so yes. you're you're constantly proving already that this is this is doable so like yeah yeah it it, it looks like it's funny to me man because from my perspective it looks like you're helping your dad succeed and you're helping your dad's career Mm -hmm. blossom Mm -hmm. but in reality dude like this might be a pivot for you as well because yeah you're getting access to different companies that you might not have had before we don't know but like i I wouldn't have taken the time to do comedic videos you know without this yeah so so how does all that feel like what or have you even had time to process any of that yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's I guess you could just take it a day at a time. Like uh I mean, I don't I don't know. Like again, like I you know, I really haven't made much money from this. Even he hasn't made a ton of money, or at least from YouTube. He he has like a Patreon and stuff that's actually pretty successful. He has like ten thousand dollars a month via Patreon right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dude, you gotta be kidding me right now. No, I'm serious. I'd like, and I'm a, I, we're, we're a little like uh, realistic about that because again, he's like a meme. No one's going to want these attention gamer videos necessarily like sure. three, four months from now. So, so it's not like a, he's going to make 120 K a year just from Patreon alone, but right. it is, it is still pretty, pretty funny. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. Like <laughs> we'll just see, we'll just see where it goes. I am. I, I, I do, I do like it. And, and actually something that really, that's cool to talk about is that, it's it's helped my dad and I to become closer. Yeah. Which I never thought would happen. Like and we had a good relationship growing up. You know, he was just that fun, adventuresome dad that was like literally he did this he did this stupid stuff for years. You know, he he would like go to the top of a mountaintop and dab and we'd take a photo, we'd do a video and he would yell out in public. I don't know, like we were dumb and he was dumb and we all loved it. And so I, it's it, it's it's brought kind of me back to that childhood relationship with my dad of like dad is fun because I think as you grow up and you know he's kind of more Republican and I'm a little more liberal leaning and so we've had conflict in recent years 
as you do when you are in your young 20s of, you know, kind of separating yourself ideologically from your parents. And, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think basically we just had, we haven't had as much fun over the last few years yeah. in making this and having this kind of like the shared trauma, so to say, you know, like when you, when you go on a film set, you've, you've been this, like, you don't have film set for a week and you're shooting for a few days with a crew. Like there becomes this like shared shared trauma the shared like soldiers in the battlefield soldiers in the trench and there's this bond that forms um i think it's been cool to like reform that with my dad like i forgot a lot of the ways in which i really respected and admire him and it's 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 caused me to like really appreciate him and actually miss his friendship and now feel like oh man like my dad is my one of my closer friends and i i really do like hanging out with Mm, him that's cool yeah that's cool I really dig that, man. I dig watching it from, you know, a couple thousand miles away. <laughs> well, dude, we want to come out to Colorado because, like, right, why not do a vlog? So my brother um, is a, you know, he was a, he's a snow, he's like, he's like a snow dog wrangler. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Like, yeah. He works on a ranch of 150 huskies and uh, he's crazy. He's a mountain man. You know, he's got like long, long hair, beard and uh he's he's nuts like i feel like he could have his own youtube channel so we want to go out to colorado in the near future and just like vlog and just kind of have pete dabbing from mountaintops again you know like (laughs) people would love it we'd love it let's so yeah maybe maybe we will get to hang out with him soon cool so yeah you know i don't know i kind of want to wrap things up uh because it's it's been a it's been a long hour and 20 minutes of just talking about it that I've, I really loved and 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 to the listeners like this is why I've been wanting this is why Sean is actually uh the, the perfect co-host is because as you can see he he's he's very insightful and so I'm excited to kind of release more episodes over the next few weeks and also to find more people because I just want to thank you again Sean because you you've given me the energy to like to really start this up again I think director's table is like a cool community that I haven't had the time um, to fully invest into, like doing more vlog stuff. And I, I want to do that in the future. So I just want to thank you again for like your partnership. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be cool, man. It's, and, and at the end of the day, like, I don't know if we're having fun, <laughs> that's worth it to me. Like, <laughs> it, I don't, you know, I, I hope other people get stuff out of this. Uh, but yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, I think, I think reflecting on the filmmaking journey is, is a really healthy exercise for like, you personally and i've i've enjoyed it and i think i've grown a lot just from being a part of these conversations so yeah agreed i uh i love this stuff i don't know if i have anything else to say yeah i think that's it so maybe a little a few little links so i don't yeah in the in the links uh you can find probably some of my youtube work with my dad if you guys want to see that um you're always welcome to check out my work um, I'll put the link to my website in there. It's just pjsturo.com. Um, I have no idea what the future will look like this next year, but I don't know. You know, it's, I I'll keep, I'll keep everyone abreast of what's, what's going on with my career. You know, I, I, I guess at the end of the day, I just want to be like vulnerable and, and just try and explain everything I'm going through. Cause it's like, it's, this year has been really hard. Honestly, it's it's been the hardest year of my life in my marriage. It's been the hardest year of my life 
in believing who I was. It's been the hardest mm-hmm. year of my life, my faith, you know, like, fit, mm-hmm. like risk comes just with failure and it comes with like wanting to give it all up and, and burnout yeah. in the filmmaking industry is, is so real, especially amongst directors. Like I was listening to Solomon talk about how the average lifespan of a commercial director is like three to five years, like high level. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. And it's because, you know, running those high and all the expectations of that is, is exhausting and, and then get bad, you know, critique and then you quit Twitter. And, you know, if you're like a yeah. film director and that kind of stuff. So I, I guess I just, I don't know. I, I really hope that the work that we're doing through director's table just encourages people like, you know, I don't know, like, post Instagram frames, but it's also okay if you don't, you know, like, like talk about your work, but it's also okay if you don't, you know, like, like you don't have to always be crushing it to, to, to be a good filmmaker and good artist, like providing for your family. Like that's an inherently good thing. Like don't give up on that. You know, like it's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know, that's like all the kind of things I really wanted to talk about today. For sure. For sure. I feel like we covered a lot of that and I'm just, I don't know. I'm I'm just, I guess I'm just thankful for everyone like that, that, that resonates with. Like I've had so many cool conversations about people are like, thank you, man. I, I need to hear that today because because I deal with all those same like fears and insecurities too. And and even like being aware of them still, you know, you kind of get caught up in them nonetheless, you know, it's something we struggle with. So yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just, I just love that this, this, this community has been an opportunity to really like be vulnerable and have that met with like thankfulness and like and mutual vulnerability and you too, Sean. And thank you, man. Like you, yeah, you've buddy. been encouraging to me. So I don't know. I guess I just hope the takeaways from all this is that like <laughs> there's no road to success and it comes in ex- unexpected forms and it may not be around forever. And, you know, failure is, of course, still on the horizon, no matter who you are, or what you do or what you have in the past. And that's OK. And, we, you know, I, I, I guess just being, you know, stronger together, just kind of like having shoulders to cry on and, and being vulnerable is all just kind of the right way to just keep on keep on keeping on, you know, for sure. Okay, I'm done preaching. (laughs) Um, All right, so I think that concludes today's episode. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Sean, for co-hosting and asking these questions. And we will see you all on the next episode. Yes. Okay, I hate that so much. Great.